So this will be my first go to actually explain some of this process. The first step is to realize it is a pronoun, not identifying gender, and it became indescribable trauma. That's the nice thing about Northwestern Memorial Hospital. The repetition of telling me to describe the triggers was really helpful. Ugh, gotta go. Hello? All these conversations can be summed up one way. When they say there's no resources, there's no people, there's no money. No, there is. You just don't want to do it. So let's start there. Companies that don't want to help and the excuses that they use. Because I hear a lot of excuses. Personally, home and school, back and forth. There's the audio trigger toggle. Let's go. Have to change? Why can't society change? Because they're the ones deranged. They're the ones with mange. <laughs> Going back to kitties and showing their belly, that means they're feeling safe. This is a word that was used over and over again, and it will never erase the violence that happened. That's oppression, that's silence, and why I know to fight it is to just share the story of those who aren't able to speak because of the denial, the betrayal, and the abandonment of education, healthcare, housing, and employment, obviously. Treatment, that's what it goes down to. Are you ready to transform? I've been told repeatedly that because I got Ivy at a shelter, they got their pets at shelters too. So every time I walk by pause, seriously, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna have this memory again. So we're putting this away with the story of the leopard print bag. Don't forget. Next time I do the podcast, I'm not gonna wait till the last minute. And yet I did, was able to create something a couple days before the deadline. So next month I'll be ready. What you'll be listening to next is the first time I recorded a dialogue. You'll hear my voice and a slower down version of the person I'm speaking to. All right, because the process is in order to get my voice back, I got to hear my voice. And that often means hearing their voice. But this is a good example of what a little bit of kindness, proactiveness, responsible, professional, all of it, kind and also trustworthy. I trust what she says. My body feels it, and that enables me to hear my voice more. Thank you. And that enables me to now listen to my voice and catch all the little, you know, miscues, the things I don't want to say, like, like, and you know, duh. I mean, you got to hear yourself to make corrections, right? Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my stuff. Um, When I'm home and not in that environment, I don't have PTSD triggers or any any symptoms I have that are increasing because of the issue, whatever, isn't like a, isn't like present. So the first thing is you'll probably notice my voice is a lot different. I'm in this research project. I know these things are significant only if I'm able to then go back and explain how this adrenaline kind of works on my body. And the issues with the, I I realized with the physical therapist, it, it was just, you know, it's natural for them to not know exactly with other diagnoses. My big issue with it is their behavior towards it was always on the other side of being helpful. Like for example, Nicole had given me her phone number after I explained how difficult it is to access online that I wouldn't be reading anything, but she actually offered it. And I said, wow, that's really awesome and generous of you. Well, I lost the number. And so when I just followed up with her and said, hey, could you give me back the number to reach you in case there's an issue? Cause you were very open about that. She literally never answered the question again. Other thing is I'm asking my doctor just to have a phone conference because it's really important for me that my doctor write in my you know medical history that I am basically 
developed this methodology because of the behaviors of different doctors and physical therapists over a nine-year period, starting with RIC, the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago. So from the very beginning, back in 2014, I have been sort of processing and being very aware of the ups and downs of this type of environment because I am not, to me, being assaulted at 31, being very healthy. I just didn't expect myself to see sort of behind the scenes of healthcare, you know? I kind of feel like I'm lucky and maybe there was a purpose for me to see all that. So first of all, would you be willing to have a conference call with my doctor if she's willing to do it? Because she has called me in the past on the phone, which is a lot easier than face-to-face in some ways, unless I'm dealing with a literally PTSD trigger that is forcing me to go there to kind of confront the fear and get out of my body. Definitely available to speak with yeah whoever you need. great part of it is just to show my doctor the methodology and the goal is to have her recognize in my report there's a lot of inaccuracies that literally are stigmatizing and the whole point of how suicide became present so i want to identify that and ever and, and a lot of it too is because you know the way legal stuff works i am telling my story my brain has no capacity for new information i realized this in 2015 when i was in a lawsuit with the board of education for violation of kids with special needs so, i'm having memories and flashbacks from that time and I'm just knowing in preparation moving forward because I don't have a capacity and yet I sound really smart and I have a lot of degrees it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't I can't learn new things so I really have to rely on the advice of others and I've been doing this and realizing when you come across someone who doesn't have the facts it actually creates more trauma anyone who's in a customer service situation where you're like can I speak to a supervisor who can actually you know deal with this problem can kind of understand where I'm coming from so I'm using that as sort of the 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 experience that everyone has gone through frustration of just getting wrong information and I didn't realize going to the records thing thinking this is how I remove all the trauma without being really aggressive or without being in their faces about this because I'm sure they're like, where's this woman coming from? When they reached out and said, we printed everything, it just put everything out of order because you were there and they said, you have to come in with your license. And I said, that's fine. Yeah, my license yeah. doesn't have my last name on it. It's still my the R word. And uh, that was what was problematic is because I'm like, I only have a capacity to remember the three instructions that you gave me. My my whole thing was go home and find this and call them. Go home and find this and call them. Go home. I lost that information almost as soon as I got home. And then when they called me, I had another flashback. And that's when I'm like, all right, you know, to, on their end, they're probably thinking they did something really easy for me, right? Easy and convenient. Well, they're going to think I flaked out because I asked for these records and now I'm not going to go pick them up. But the reality is, is I'm not able to go back to that office. It's just, I visualize it and no, I because I can't verbalize verbally explain it like I'm trying to compound the words in a sentence and say Hi, I'm just here to pick up my records you told me something differently I just want you to know you know because I always am into feedback unfortunately as an advocate that that actually created a little bit of a problem so if you are able to just print them out you know just print them out next time because I was there they could have just printed them. if you remember oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean do you remember that I know you're very busy yeah I do remember yeah that, that you had that they needed your life when I got a phone call and they're like hey we got your records I literally my body was like I'm not going back there and i just remember saying we're not going back there i'm thinking this is this is kind of nutty and i know we talked about not using the word crazy but it's crazy to think about me vocalizing to my body we are not going back to that office over and over for a week it's it's too it's something is happening realizing that i can help a lot of people if i can get the right people to recognize you know our policies might not be helping our patients with this issue and my issue is stating to you this is a problem i come across nine out of ten of my clients who say the treatment and the confusion of 
direction and what I'm supposed to do at these hospital settings is the issue. And I've been in appointments where doctors use really, really big words that I just have to say, you know, don't use a word like that with me or a homeless person. We're not going to know it. So could you just go back and let us know what does that mean? And I think they're kind of shocked when I say those things, but I'm I'm happy that they get that reaction because it also shows me that this is not typical. And that is why there's so many people that come for advocacy who are mostly emotionally frustrated by not being heard. And that's where I'm kind of motivated to keep doing this because I just want to not have the suicide inclination. So I really appreciate you reaching out because it is a heavy topic, first of all, for administration to deal with. Well, and it's a heavy topic for you to have to go through. So, you know, that's where we need to be understanding as well. Great. My goal was to either respond to your email and force myself to read it or call the office or I'm just glad that you called and I picked up the phone because I don't typically pick up but I just talked to a friend and she's reminding me you got to keep your dinger on when you leave messages because people they might call you back in the next day or two I'm like yeah I know it's just it's too jarring still for my sensory as long as you're open to that that's great I'll let my doctor know Dr. And again, the goal is just to document what I've been doing. I've been really struggling with individuals just because everyone's in a different industry. So they're really easy to point the finger at each other. And and to me that that's a bit of a problem. I also recognize um, part of my methodology or process is when I did reach out to you, that was when I did get my numbers back. So when I saw the, I sent you that picture, 1045 was the appointment. So I gave you the wrong therapist name who actually turned me away from that appointment that day. So it wasn't the person I said, it's the one that had 1045. And interestingly, I had that paper with me. I was going to show it to you. They all felt like, you know what? She hears me. I think she'll be able to see that the 1040. That's an attitude that I have not come across. I'm, a, I'm like in a happy shock, just so you know. So again, you are different yeah. than a lot of people I've come across. And a majority of I, I dealt with was Northwestern Memorial Hospital and UIC. So they're, they're different companies. Yes. I got sent to you guys um, and I was happy with the experience. When I say the moment it flipped, I described the trauma. So it's describable and now I have hope for the next step. So now like a classroom or something you have to go back to every day to and pick up where you left off the previous day. So you have to do your homework. You have to come to class prepared, ready to go. I do believe I meant to say hopeful. I'm hopeful with you guys. So I want to make that clarification. This is the first time I've been able to listen to myself. So a big thank you to this individual. I was going to just read what this person said and try to type up the transcripts. But listening, I'm not able to type with the listening still. So that's note taking and that's what I'm trying to get to. So the amount of things I listen to every day is to prepare me to listen to my own voice. And thank goodness this person has shown professionalism, reliability, trust, and follows through. And I also think the words are genuine. So while I don't feel great about sharing some of the little words here and there, I don't know how to remove that well. So hopefully they will not be upset. At the same time, I let them know exclusively what I'm doing. And obviously I will continue to update with consent because two factors, people give consent all the time, but I have to assess that they understand what I'm doing because you can't give to consent unless you know what I'm doing. And then interestingly, some people will flip when they realize, oh crap, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you become a PTSD trigger and then they pull consent saying, well, you can't share. 
And I say, well, that's an interesting thing you just threw at me. Now you let me understand how to do this even more because it's tricky. When I talk to people about consent in a consent group and a survivor group, uh, like a la, let's just say they broke consent, their concept of consent is very not well thought out, let's say. It's basically how they feel and how they're upset they're never not given consent. Whereas I'm saying we practice consent every day, what you put in your body, who you associate with, the words you say, the things you do. Whether or not you choose to wake up and have a great day, reflecting on your previous one to know what to do better, at least that's what it's like being a school teacher. So I just wanna quickly add that correction because again, this is the first time I've listened to my voice and I'm so appreciative of A, being able to record it without trauma triggers, B, with a person that allowed me to speak in the voice that I have currently, which I think was pretty good, and C, in less than 10 hours, was able to listen to it again. So my rule is to try and get uh, nah, nah, as much done as I can in a day because I can get through these files faster. But if I have to wait till the next day and look back at what I posted and what I did through photos, videos, postings, waiting for individuals to notify me and make my phone ding, then great. And that is why I really appreciate what this person did. My goal is just to do this one podcast and be done. Two for the month, maybe one more if I have time. But the reality is I now get to try to create something without the trauma. I keep saying, is it gone? Is the trauma gone? Go away. I'm not saying go away randomly throughout the day, so it's better. Um, And that's the sadness of mental health, which is when you have something that works, you are happy, so happy to just do that. And I was so happy for her response. I literally forgot all the trauma from the physical therapist, even though that in-between time, which I'm going to find, because it wasn't weeks, I think it was months, months, maybe five, six weeks, but definitely not weeks, I will find how long I have dealt with this. When, when, when the triggers are from multiple people. The person who wrote to me about thinking positive and forgiveness and you're not disabled, you are full of ability, sounds like a cheerleader, but the reality is, is no. They knew something no one else knew on my platform specifically because I said it specifically because we had a conversation. I had to rebuild trust with strangers and that's how I was able to do it, to rebuild trust within my own community because Alcott College Prep used the words inclusive family, friends of Elcott. I was in your storage closet, so you absolutely knew what was going on. There's no confusion whether or not you were aware. And, and, differentiation. No, you do not. Growth for every student. No, you do not. You create a self-contained classroom, and just because people don't understand special education, you think you can just do whatever you want. These are the words of Chicago Parks District. I keep repeating it because that's the PTSD on replay. It's horrible. But hopefully one day I can have my own words back. And I will when I write. Pen, pencil to paper. I removed penis, paper trail, right? 
I'm just going back there to say it's gone. And that's how I know it's better. This is Smarty MC with Smarter Than Trauma. And now please listen to the rest of the conversation. I'm back at Northwestern Memorial Hospital for pelvic uh, therapy. So I think okay. in a weird way, having had that time with you guys allowed me to then go through the experience again. I'm making it really positive. But um, yeah, as long as uh, I corrected the mistake I made with the wrong therapist, I know that was something you might have looked into, and I just want—I just felt bad if I had called out the wrong oh, person. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, cool. No, I always take the complaint seriously, and then Jamie too. Just know that, like, you know, I'm here for you, and I appreciate your feedback. Um, I think as providers, we can always do better. You know, I know patients have said things to me specifically before about, you know, sometimes I just forget. I forget what it's like to be in the patient's shoes. I forget, you know, and it's, it's you know, it's something I don't mean to do, but it's education I still need to provide myself on, that I need to be better. I need to always be thinking about how is this gonna be perceived? How am I gonna come off? And, and some of it, you know, may just be, you know, either ignorance that I just, I've never gone through some things before and I don't know what it's like, or I don't see that kind of different aspect of it. So I appreciate you continuing to be in contact with me and then, you know, still just continuing to provide us feedback because again, I can take this information, I can go back to our HIM specialist and say, hey, did you ever consider A, B, and C? You know, I received hmm. this feedback from this patient. You know, have you ever thought about what it might be like for this patient if they are experiencing this, these symptoms? All of us kind of grow from that. Definitely continue to let me know those things. And, you know, as you can kind of continue to evaluate your care when you were here or even elsewhere, you know, I think it's always a good learning opportunity for us. I appreciate that you were able to convey what you did in your emails to me. That helps me a lot and I do really value it and try to bring it back and like how we can be better. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. And again, so just asking the patient, what are your triggers? That's why I told all the therapists, I had three different ones. And the first meeting I spent mostly speaking about my symptoms and how to diminish it because I'm not going to be able to get anything from it if I am symptomatic in the session. Yeah. And and that's the yeah. biggest thing. So just asking, what are your triggers? So that's why I was very vocal about these are my triggers. Again, yeah. um, I know you do a certain practice and you're used to doing it this way, but I've also seen physical therapists write write more subjectively, I'm sorry, objectively than subjectively, or write exactly what the patient says when, when I say, I really want this in because my doctor, if she reads it, needs to understand what's happening because we don't know if it's vestibular, if it's PTSD, if it's chronic pain. I think it's a combination of everything, unfortunately, and I, I'm the one that has to isolate it on a daily basis and figure out how to how to address it. So that's my, my goal. And that's that's why I don't I don't consider you guys to fix the problem or, you know, even expect you to go to go back and change anything in, in the system necessarily. But this temporary moment of you just saying that is sometimes enough for the trauma to go away. If my doctor's open to it, I'll reach out again. If not, you might get another email from me. Obviously I'll follow up with you when things are just done, hopefully. So either it will continue or it will be over, but I will let you know either way, okay? Perfect, yeah, Jamie, just let me know what you need. I'm here for you. Thanks, and, and like I said, the goal is just for me to get to a point where I can write this methodology, my doctor accepts it, and it's in my record. I trigger from them, they're scary, and uh, it's just you guys let me relive it, unfortunately, that's it. 
This is Smarty MC with Smarter Than Trauma and the goal was to make things in the moment of triggers and trauma so I can understand and then one day listen to my own voice. So I've been listening to a lot of background noise and YouTube and moved away from music. Just want to listen to news, politics, short little bits and then my voice because the reminder is, hey, I can listen to this. I've been listening to things for a very long time on replay. I listen to things over and over and then I say on occasion, oh, I heard this already so my memory is intact so that's it and I fast forward through it until I get to a point that I don't remember so there are things that I listen to over and over and over again but then the day that I remember wait I already heard this is kind of exciting for me the three things I notice listening to myself in this is I say you know a lot I don't say like that much but I did remove the four or five likes when I say four or five you know that's putting away that date April 5th two dates actually the wedding of the century and 45 we should think of someone when I say that so I don't have to say their name and I do say I do practice saying this is Smarty MC with smarter than trauma to remove all the times my students call themselves stupid slow was the word the teacher called them and then I started calling myself these words which I have no problem with but I started feeling what my students were feeling and then the individuals I met in these groups not always wanting to talk and hang with them but it's hard to say no to someone who literally says I come to this group because you're here all right well can't do anything about that and that's why everything I've learned about healthcare and just basic kindness and courtesy a lot of the issues were from or are due to just basic courtesy you know things you just would never do because it's rude it's wrong it hurts somebody and your words do matter if you did catch the YouTube video the villa the images of the veterans is why veterans was the first group after the PTSD diagnosis that I went out to look for help to help excuse me to help Honestly, I'm getting a little fatigued as the night goes on I get a little tired so my voice gives out a little bit but anyway if you do get the YouTube, which I will just put in a link in the description, just know this all starts with veterans. A lot of homeless are male. There seems to be more males, at least in the shelters, if there's a male area and a female area. There tends to be five more times, five times more men than women. Just a couple options. And I think it's mostly because of war. The conversation I've had with people between men and women are, is... All right, you gotta be able to hear your voice before you can write. Don't forget. If you are on Twitter, I think you can find me with the thing I said over and over before before I had my voice, which was NPTSD, NPTSD, NPTSD. And you will find the first word that I said. Let's do it together. Ready? One, two, three. Roar! Give me a roar. Ivy! Give me a roar. Ivy! Roar! Come on, Ivy! You wanna roar? Ivy's huh? obviously the inspiration because she's a loud mouth. She is the one Was that my punctuation, the reminder to shut up, and often the only way for me to keep speaking because I would say she's always listening. Thanks, Ives. All right, we're dropping the seeds. Animal abuse, veterans, and healthcare stigma. The theory is: was can one effective team of doctors, healthcare administration, tag teams? Put away the trauma of a ridiculous number of specialists who took advantage. And the answer is yes. Thank you.